You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, we know that uh, non-profits play a critical role in trying to resolve the challenges and uh, many of the inequalities within our uh, communities and broader South African society at large. And uh, this role was just amplified through the COVID-19 crisis. Tikalulu Social Investments, uh, which is a social investment fund management and advisory firm, has recently undertaken a survey of over 170 MPOs around the country just to assess the effect that COVID-19 has had on the sector and it's a great pleasure to welcome Mandisa Diza, Monitoring and Evaluation Specialist at Chikaludu Social Investments. Uh, Mandisa, uh, what is the headline uh, finding from your uh, crucial survey on MPOs at this time? Um, good evening and good evening to the listeners. Thank you. Um, so one of the findings was that majority, I mean, all of these NPOs, what we've seen is that they are faced with a twin burden. So what that means is they have had to face challenges related to a decrease in income while the the demands for their services were, were increasing. Um, so I'll just make a random example. If you think about the fact that the gender-based violence cases were skyrocketing during lockdown, um, resulting to a number of people demanding or needing those services increasing, while on the other hand, the centers and shelters serving GBV victims were not receiving so many donations due to the economic downturn and perhaps maybe the stalling of other income-generating events. I think on the funding side of things, it's fascinating to see that despite um, all of the the challenges, 60% of these organizations reported that they didn't apply for relief funding from either the public or the private sector. Why do you think that is? That's a great question. And that was quite an interesting finding because an assumption would be that, you know, NPOs would reach out for help. But what we rather rather found through the findings is that most of the NPOs were not aware of other funding sources available, um, which is one of the reasons why they did not apply. And and, and I think uh, one of the recommendations that we make linked to that is just, you know, planning and research just to find out what other, you know, sources of funding that NPOs could leverage. Now, interestingly, when the the crisis first hit, um, I, I recall hosting a panel with Sheila Gastro and and Kathy Duff of of Trilog and and talking about uh, resilience in the nonprofit sector, and they cautioned against pivoting. Uh, there's that that overused word this year. Uh, they they cautioned against NPOs going into areas that were not in their core competency. Uh, how did you find through the survey, um, how did MPOs respond? Uh, if, if funding was drawing up in one particular area, did they try and look to uh, go into other areas, uh, for example, uh, maybe going from GBV into soup kitchens? How did they tend to respond? Well, I think one fact is that the NPOs are very much aware of of. The, the, the needs of their services in the community. And what we've also seen through the, the, the survey is that they are quite passionate about serving serving the, the communities and they understand the relevance of their services. 
Um, so what we've seen is that they 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 were striving to become relevant, right? And um, striving to serve the communities and responding to the areas of need, be it providing P- PPE or food parcels for those in need. Now, what really struck me as well is the levels of optimism. I guess it's uh, ingrained in the DNA of those who work in the non-profit sector. Uh, I think working with scarce resources, working in uh, poor and poverty-stricken communities, uh, you you have to have a particular attitude. And uh, if you go in with a negative attitude, I don't think you'll last in the MPO sector. But the research does reveal that despite all of this, despite all of the issues around COVID-19, there is a sense of optimism that the majority of respondents say they're hopeful about the long-term future of their organization. Yes, indeed. And and I think that's linked to the point that I've just made around the fact that NPOs do really understand um, um, the, the key role that they play in communities. And they're also just quite passionate about serving their communities, which then makes them very optimistic about the, the outlook, um, hoping that or rather believing that, you know, the negative effects of, of, of um, the mm. pandemic will be um, counted in the in the future. Now, having analysed all of this and conducted this uh, research, Mandisa, what are your recommendations in order to build the resilience of uh, MPOs and social investors? Good question. So we tabulated a number of recommendations and I'll just touch on a few. So one of the recommendations really is around collaborating, you know, forming real partnerships. Um, If you are like-minded organizations in the same area, you could partner. For instance, if you do food distribution in the same area, you could partner to to reduce transportation costs. Um, And another recommendation is really just around retaining existing donors um, because, you know, finding new donors, especially in times of difficulty, is also just extremely difficult. That was uh, Mandisa Deza, Monitoring and Evaluation Specialist at Chikalulu Social Investment. Unfortunately, not on the best line, uh, but uh, a very interesting uh, survey into the health uh, of the MPO sector through this crisis and some excellent recommendations right at the end of the uh, the, uh, the survey as well. Uh, if you are involved in the sector, get onto the Chikalulu Social Investment's website and download it. it it's free to download there.